The Everyday Style School podcast is sponsored by The Style Circle, the monthly membership where you can learn all the skills you need to ditch wardrobe overwhelm, style yourself like a pro, and gain the confidence you deserve. The Style Circle offers classes, wardrobe guides, support, and personalized advice from me. It's the most affordable way to get the professional style guidance you've always wanted. Head over to youreverydaystyle.com to get started today. Hey, Style Sisters, welcome back to the Everyday Style School podcast. Today, we are talking about makeup. For me, this is another aspect of style that women often think they should just naturally be good at, but we don't realize how much there is to learn and know and keep up with. Lots of us get stuck in beauty ruts and are still wearing the same lipstick shade we were 15 years ago. And just like clothes, we get overwhelmed with all the options and we don't know where to start. So today I've brought in an expert to share tips and tricks to make this part of your beauty and style routine a little bit easier. Catherine Zuthin is a skincare and beauty enthusiast who loves helping other women feel more beautiful and confident. She is passionate about skincare and makeup and loves finding effective products that don't break the bank. Amen. She believes that beauty is all about self-care and feels that when women take this time for themselves, they feel better and pass on that positive energy. Hey, Catherine, thanks for visiting the Style School today. We are so happy to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk to all of your listeners. I love the idea of beauty and as self-care because that's kind of my philosophy on clothes is that when you feel better about yourself, you do put that positive energy into the world. And, you know, like I always say, I don't dress up every day. I don't feel the need to be high fashion every day. I just need to feel good about myself so that I can be a better wife, a better mom. You know, I, I smile at strangers more on the street when I feel good about what I'm wearing and how I'm looking. Is that kind of your philosophy on makeup and beauty as well? Absolutely. I have found that when you learn how to take care of your skin well and learn how to apply your makeup well, it it's just a total difference in a woman in their confidence. And what I see is that when you're more confident and more comfortable in your own skin, you're kinder, you're more supportive. You don't think about yourself as much because you feel confident and you feel good. So I, I've really found that to be the case with everybody that I've ever worked with once they've learned how to be the best version of themselves and to feel so good about themselves, they just spread that out and pay it forward. Absolutely. I think it's kind of, again, like clothes, that a lot of women think that this is frivolous. And maybe it is. Maybe if you're one of those women that cannot leave the house without a full face of makeup and high heels and all of that kind of stuff, maybe that speaks to something else. But for me, it isn't frivolous at all. If it makes you feel good about yourself, you do put that energy back into the world. And I love what you said about being kinder because I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but when we like the way we look, we're simply kinder. I just, I love that. And I'm super excited to dig into all of the makeup expertise but this is a style podcast and we ask every guest the same three questions to get to know you a little bit better. Are you ready? I'm ready. In three words, describe your style. So I would describe my style as classic. I'm not a real trend setter as going for the trendier pieces. I tend to kind of wait and see what the trends do and and then pull from that. I would also say my style is clean. I like clean lines. And I would also say casual, especially since I pretty much work from home now, as a lot of us are yep. right now. And I like things to be comfortable and casual, but also look put together. So that, that would be how I would describe my style. I love it. Love it. Okay. Second question. If I gave you $500 to spend on clothes in one store for yourself, what store would you choose and what would you like to add to your wardrobe? I think I would probably choose Nordstrom because they have such a variety of items. And I think the things that I would really like to add to my wardrobe would be a really nice tailored blazer. I'm not sure exactly mm. what color. I don't know if I'd want a black or more of a, a, a like a tweed color, uh, tweed pattern. 
Um, and maybe some like cashmere sweaters, some nice, just classic, but it's, I'm in the sweater mode right now since we're in fall, yeah, right? but I think that would probably be what I'd like to add to my wardrobe. All right. So would you wear your blazer as you're working from home or is that a piece that you would buy and be like, I'm going to wear this everywhere. And then it would never get worn. Yeah. That's a good question. Like a lot of women do dress up right now yeah. uh, and I admire those women. I'm just not one of them. I actually do like to get dressed up, not dressy, dressy, but I like to be put together. So it does make me feel good to kind of go in my closet, even when we were in the shutdown quarantine and kind of pick out an outfit. And as we talk about the makeup later, a lot of times they go hand in hand for me. So if I'm thinking about using one particular eyeshadow palette, then I might be like, wow, I really want to pick like a rust colored top or, you know, more of a, a cream colored sweater to go with that. I kind of like to pull all of that together. Um, so I think I would probably wear my blazer. Good for you. Yeah, I think I would. That's awesome. Yay. All right. Final question. What item of clothing that you currently wear is your favorite and why? Right now I am really enjoying the color block trend that you're seeing everywhere. And I actually found a color block sweater that I bought at Target and it is so cute. And I have just been really enjoying pulling that out because it has kind of a khaki color and a rust color and then a cream color. And it's just very comfortable, but Mm -hmm. looks really pulled together and has a lot of warm tones. Love it. Yeah. Color block is huge right now. It is really a a big trend and you're seeing it on sweatshirts and sweaters and dresses. It's a super easy trend to wear. So I love it. Okay. Now that we know you a little bit better, I know my ladies are really excited to learn all about makeup and how we can update our looks and all that good stuff. So let's dive into it. First of all, tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you become a beauty expert? So about five years ago or so, I realized that I did not know how to apply my makeup. And I I thought, this is crazy. No one really teaches you how to do that unless you actually go to a school. And I'd watched my mom growing up and you maybe watch your friends, but I thought, I really don't know how to do this. And my high school kids, my teenagers were really into YouTube. And they're like, you just, you know, search it on YouTube and you can find anything, mom. And I went down this rabbit hole of watching these videos and I realized that I really didn't know what I was doing. And I started to apply their techniques and I found women that um, I liked their style and I liked the colors that they chose and how they put everything together. And I learned so much. I started to apply that to myself. And I got such a great response from everyone around me. They would say, wow, your makeup looks great. You look great. And again, kind of like what we were talking about at the beginning, I felt more confident. I felt better about myself. And it just was a great feeling. And again, I didn't have to break the bank to do it. Um, It was just learning the techniques and learning about the products. So then I had uh, people uh, contact me and ask me, could you please come over to my house, help me with my skincare routine, and then help me with my makeup. Go shopping with me, help me learn how to apply it properly. And I just loved it. It just became an absolute passion of mine. And I would see these women that I would help later, and they just they just walked with a you know skip in their step. They felt better, confident. And again, I felt like they were passing on that kindness. And I just... I fell in love with it. So that's basically how I got started. I love it. You can find everything on YouTube. Really? I mean, my sister and I joke about it all the time. She was going to fix her car um, by watching YouTube tutorials. And I was like, yeah, that might be a little out of the realm of possibilities. But I turned on my sprinkler system for, for spring this year. You know, normally we pay someone to come do it. And I was like, I bet I can figure it out. It took me 15 minutes and saved me like 200 bucks. And it was amazing. And now I feel like I have this new skill, which is probably not going to be turned into any kind of job or, you know, consulting <laughs> thing, but I love that. So everything from how to do your eyebrows to right. how to open up your sprinkler system, you can find on YouTube. Yay, YouTube. Okay. So I say with every guest we have that I hate to go negative and I truly do, but I think understanding common mistakes is actually really helpful for everyone to learn from. So what are some common makeup mistakes that you see women making? Okay, so I would say first off is 
always too much, too much of everything, whether it's foundation or powder or concealer or blush. It's always kind of erring on the side of too much instead of building up. And a lot of times that's because you might not have the correct tool. Like you might not have a good foundation brush that's helping to really mm -hmm. buff that foundation into your skin. Or they're just, they're just geared towards putting on so much. Um, but the problem as we age, and even to be honest, this can either, even apply, you know, to younger people who maybe ha had acne as teenagers and so therefore have more texture on their skin. All of that makeup is just going to you know, sit right there on that, on all of those imperfections that we have on our face. So mm -hmm. we don't want to be uh, highlighting those imperfections. And instead, we want to be highlighting our good qualities in our structure and in our face. So I feel like too much is probably the biggest problem that I see. Um, the other thing is just basic blending. Um, especially with eyeshadow, um, having a very good blending brush is your best friend with eyeshadow because you can take any color, whether it's dark or light, and blend it and blend it and blend it, and you can make it work. And what I see sometimes is a lot of harsh lines with women with their eyeshadow. They haven't been blending enough so that there is that kind of, you see the, the distinction between their eyelid and where the shadow is. And what we want to see is just, a, we don't want anybody to necessarily say, wow, her eyeshadow looks great, but we want them to say, wow, she looks really awake and bright and her eyes look beautiful, but we don't necessarily want them to be drawn to the actual eyeshadow. Love that. Okay. So putting on too much and not blending. Any other big mistakes that most women or a lot of women are making that we should look out for? I think that you de you definitely need to know your skin tone and your undertone. And um, that is very mm -hmm. difficult, I think, sometimes. And, and really one of the best ways to figure that out. So your skin tone would be like fair, light, medium, light, medium, dark, deep. Um, but the undertone, I think, is the hardest part. And that's either going to be, you're either going to have a cool undertone or warm undertone or neutral. And the best way that I tell people to try to figure that out is, do you look better in silver jewelry or gold jewelry? And if silver jewelry is, is what flatters you the most, you probably have a cool undertone. If gold jewelry, yellow gold, um, it flatters you the most, then you probably have a warm undertone. If you can wear both, then you probably have a neutral undertone. And most women I find know how to choose their jewelry more. And so they'll say, oh, wait a minute, I know I only wear silver. And so you can almost see it in their skin. They'll say, yes, it's, it's a cool undertone. Yeah. So I follow a lot of um, color experts, you know, in finding your best colors, which I think that that is really kind of the thing you need to start with, with all makeup is knowing what colors look really good on you. But one of the experts I follow says very, very, very few women actually have neutral skin that it's usually like 99% of the time it tips one way or the other. And a lot of women just default to neutral because it's hard to find. Do you find that to be true? Or do you think there are a lot of neutral toned women out there? I think that, that there's some validity to that. There are definitely some neutral tones. Um, but I think in makeup, it kind of depends on how, especially when I'm talking more about these tones, a lot of this is what I'm talking about is foundation. foundation and um, yeah. it depends on the company. Like a company like NARS uh, is a great makeup company. They have so many shades in their foundations. And so they really make it, um, kind of tricky. I mean, good, good and bad, good that they will find a shade that matches you, but bad that it's very difficult to find that shade. And you all, you really almost have to go and try things on, which I know we can't do right now. And, but some companies, I feel like when they do the neutrals, they almost put just that equal amount of the cool and the, and the warm in the formula so that it does kind of blend better on your skin. But again, it's, it's sort of trial and error, but figuring out in general, if you are like a light cool, I would consider myself to be a neutral, but I definitely veer cool. So okay. it just, I think if you kind of understand where you might veer and you can kind of tell that by just, if you put on a more yellowy foundation and that's very flattering to your skin, then you know, you're going to be more warm.
All right, that is really, really helpful. All right, so let's get away from the negative for a minute and let's talk about some must-haves. Are there any must-have products or tools that you recommend every woman have in her makeup bag? Well, I think that brushes and tools are, are really critical. Mm-hmm. Having the right tools to apply your makeup. And there are so many very good, inexpensive brush sets now where you can get a lot uh, everything that you need, or you can go to certain companies and and pick kind of you know um, hodgepodge you know which uh, foundation brush you want, which bronzer brush you want. Um, I think a good set of brushes is a great place to start, though. And I do feel like when I started using a foundation brush to apply my makeup, it just made a huge difference. I wasn't applying as much; it was easier to blend. Um, and, and that I would definitely say brushes. What kind of foundation brush do you use? Do you use more of like the flat kind of paddle one, or do you use like a, a, a dense buffing brush? I like more of a dense buffing. Sigma has a great foundation brush that's very inexpensive. It is their flat Kabuki. It's the F80 and it's a great foundation brush and it looks like a little Kabuki brush, just flat on the top, has perfect density. Um, Morphe has a really nice one also. Um, Lots of people have, I mean, you can get great brushes actually from e.l.f. in the drugstore and they actually have an excellent foundation brush um, that blends the foundation beautifully. Um, So that's the one I prefer. Which one am I using right now? I think it's from... um... Is it it? It's an Ulta brand. Mm. Oh, is it the dual ended it cosmetics? No, it's not. It's not the dual ended, but it's a little foundation buffer. And I tell you, once I went to buffing my foundation rather than even even more than with the with the beauty blender, I love it so much more. I it the foundation for me just goes on so much better with a buffing brush. I love it. I'll never go back. I agree. And I I, I, that's how I feel too. And a lot of times if I have a very, very heavy foundation, um, a lot of times I'll, I will try it with a sponge as well. And I just, I never like it as well. And some women really swear by the, the beauty blender, the beauty sponges. Um, I just don't feel like I can get as even or as blended of a, of an application when I use that. But I love that dense kind of buffing flat kabuki type um, foundation brush. Mm-hmm. Me too. Are there any makeup products, products, not necessarily tools that every woman needs? Well, my preference, I really believe I love bronzer so much. I just feel like bronzer is just one of those products that on that top five list, you have to have a bronzer. And there's so many great bronzers. And the great thing about bronzer is you can use it as eyeshadow. It's so versatile. And I feel like adding a warmth back to our face, especially after we've put on a foundation, is just critical. So you don't want to look so one-dimensional. You want to look like yourself and like a human being that has variations in your skin. And a really good bronzer just can, I, I think, I couldn't live without bronzer. I love bronzer. What are some of your favorites? My favorite bronzers. Well, I'll tell you from the drugstore, and this is one of the best um, formulas, is the Physician's Formula Butter Bronzer. It's just an amazing formula, and it's easy to blend. And that's the one I recommend for people. If you've never used bronzer before, that's the one I recommend because it's just amazing. Um, on the higher end, um, Charlotte Tilbury has um, a really great bronzer that she just came out with this summer that's called the Airbrushed Flawless Finish Bronzer. Um, and it's a, it's a huge pan of bronzer. I don't know how you could use it all, but it's a beautiful, it really seamlessly goes onto the skin. Is that a product women can go a little bit too heavy and a little bit too dark with? I know that the ultra bronzed look was very big. Oh gosh, I don't I don't even know how many years ago now, but I feel like now we're seeing it a little bit more um just a little bit more lighter, a little bit more natural. Is that a product we should kind of start small and and build if we need to? 
I think so. And the other thing uh, that I would say, going back to the few must-have products, one of the things that has made a huge difference for me is an actually actual buffing powder brush. And there's a lot of different ones that you can get for that, but it's wonderful after you've put bronzer and your blush on, and if you've used highlighter, if you have a good translucent powder that you can do as a finishing powder, um, and there's lots of them out there, but, and you take a denser powder brush, so it shouldn't be loose powder, but a denser powder and just buff over what you've done. It just will make your makeup melt into your skin. And I, it is a, I feel like a critical product. The one I'm using right now is from a, a company called uh, BK Beauty, which is a, actually somebody that I followed on YouTube. And she started her own brush company called BK Beauty. And her name is Lisa J Makeup. And this buffing brush that she has is, I think it's the 105 powder brush. It's just great because it, it, it guarantees that you're never going to overdo. If you, even if you put a little bit more on and you take this bronzing brush, you don't have to have extra powder on it, but it's sometimes it's nice to have a little translucent powder and you just buff over where you've put your bronzer and your blush and your highlighter. It will just melt them right into the skin. So I'm going to put you on the spot for a second. You are recommending so many great products. Would you mind putting together a list for our listeners that I can put up on the show notes? Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Because I can, you know, I'm trying to take notes and I know if I'm trying to take notes and failing that a lot of people are trying to take notes and failing. So don't feel, you know, if you're driving, keep driving and we will put all of these favorites up <laughs> on our website, up on the episode. Okay. So this brings me to my next question. In your introduction, I mentioned that you love finding products that don't break the bank, which amen, I am all about. However, in full disclosure, I am an expensive makeup snob. I always have been. I don't think I've ever found a drugstore product that I have liked and used. I've tried, but I just, I, I have no luck. I'd love to though. So can you share a few of your favorite budget finds? Mm -hmm. Sure. Okay. So I, I, one I just mentioned was the physician's formula bronzer. I, I'm telling you, it's one of those products that, and I have a lot of high-end bronzers. I have Charlotte Tilbury, Marc Jacobs, YSL, a lot of them, and they're great, and I love them, but that Physician's Formula Butter Bronzer, there's multiple shades of it, but I like just their classic, which is called, the, the shade is just bronzer. And I have just, a, in comparison, I have light skin. So I, I think it works really well. I have tried the lighter bronzer for Physicians Formula, and I actually prefer the bronzer shade. That one, I think, is just one of the most amazing products at the drugstore. One that I just recently found, which has just been blowing my mind, um, I recently did a video on YouTube about the Allure Best of Beauty Awards for this year, 2020. And they have a whole section on makeup steals, the bargains. And I used some of those products to see how they would work. And one that I used um, was from Wet n Wild, and it was an eyeliner, just a regular gel eyeliner. And I'm going to tell you, it's the best eyeliner I have ever used. And I have, I have used Charlotte Tilbury, Dior. It is their breakup proof retractable eyeliner. It only ha they only have three shades. It's basically like blackest black, black, and, and brown black. And I've never had an eyeliner go on better. It didn't tug at my eye at all. It was so easy and smooth and stayed on all day. It didn't smudge. And it's funny, since I've done that video and since I've had some, uh, I've re recommended that to several people, they've said, this is by far the best eyeliner I've ever used. I was, I'm shocked. $1.99 at the drugstore. That's so, wild. I mean, yeah. wet and wild. But no, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. You can, you can find them. I'm, I, the, there are some amazing products out there. Those are two that absolutely come off, off the top of my head. Other than that, for lipstick, I, I will say one of the products I'm loving right now, especially since we're in this mask world where it's, it's a little bit difficult with lipstick, um, Maybelline does an amazing job. They have two products that are longer lasting on your lips. One is a matte lip crayon. 
which is really nice. It has, I mean, I want to say they have 50 different shades. It's just amazing, but it can actually work as a lip liner and then you can fill in and it's very comfortable on your lips, but it has really nice staying power and will stay on your lips through a meal, through mass, doesn't transfer. And then they also have a really nice liquid lip as well. And again, tons of shades. Staying power is really nice and not quite as drying. Any liquid lip is going to be somewhat drying, but not quite as drying, especially if you just put like a clear balm over it or even uh, a clear gloss. So those lip products, if you're looking for something at the drugstore, and especially if maybe you want to just try a really fun color, that's something I love the drugstore for, is if you're thinking, oh, I kind of want to try, you know, a deep, deep red, but you don't want to necessarily go to Chanel and spend, you know, $38 on a deep, deep red. You could try that out and see how it works for your skin type from the drugstore. That's a really good point, that that's a fun way to be able to play and not break the bank. And I do have to retract my earlier statement because for years, I loved L'Oreal Voluminous Mascara. Mm, that's a that, good one. I mean, it was so close to like the Lancome ones that I, I used that for years. I have I have a new favorite, but um, but that was that was my product for years. So I have not been completely unsuccessful at the drugstore. Those are those are great though, and that's a great suggestion to try things out. Even you know, if you want to try a fun color eyeliner, who cares? Go spend a dollar ninety nine and give it a shot. I love that. <laughs> now, for me, I do have daughters who like makeup, so I just go play in there. Oh and yeah, I will say my my soon to be nine year old has a Morphe palette. <laughs> Yeah, we're a makeup house. So I'm like, I need a new eye look. I'll go borrow my daughter's palette. But they steal enough from me that, that, it, that it works out. Okay. So I know a lot of our listeners want to stay current in all aspects of style, but following beauty trends can sometimes be tough for women who live casual everyday lives. Like I know when I go to say the matte counter or, you know, something to try a new look, they're always like, how about this blue lipstick? I'm like, yeah, that doesn't really, I'm a minivan mom, no blue lipstick for this lady. So what is current, what is current and on trend for real women who live real lives right now? Or what are some beauty trends that real women can interpret for the way that they live? Are we still, I mean, are brows still a big deal? Um, is contouring still a thing? Like what's big? So yeah, I, brows, I'll just start with brows. Cause I do think brows are always big and they, they do go, we went from kind of those real pencil brows and yeah. luckily we're out of that. And, and if you have brows, show them off. I mean, have brows. If you've got nice bushy brows, that's good. I mean, you definitely can obviously be shaping them and, and the shape of your brows just affects so much of your face, having that nice shape. But the, the newest trend, I guess, or it's relatively new for brows is what's called soap brows. And you don't have to have soap to necessarily create this, but basically it's just brushing the brows up, having them be a little bit more fluffy looking instead of being so pressed down and so shaped so that they almost look stamped on, but having it be a little bit more of a natural look with your brows, which I think is really nice. And you can really create that mm -hmm. with any clear eyebrow um, gel. I mean, you can uh, get that again at the drugstore or you could, you know, Anastasia Beverly Hills has a great one. Benefit, uh, the, the Benefit 24-hour brow setter is a great one because you can just kind of brush that up into your brows and go. Interesting. So does the name actually come from using soap in it, in this technique or what? Yes. A lot of these um, makeup artists have been using this, like, it's like a clear soap. And then they just take the end of a spool, you know, a spoolie end of a brow product and they would go into the soap. And what they found was they could really shape the brows with the soap and it didn't add any color. So they could add the tint that they wanted with either the pencil or maybe a powder or a gel, but to get the right shape and get that kind of fluffy look. And it, it's, it's a very youthful look. Um, they would use the soap, which was kind of a, a waxy mm. kind of a clear soap. Interesting. So for those of us who are brow challenged, um, being as light as I am, my brows have always been light. They've never been full and bushy and, you know, ever. 
what are some good products to kind of get a fuller brow? Are there any favorites that you recommend? I really like the brow gels. Um, they usually come with a little spoolie on the end, and they're usually kind of a tiny spoolie. Benefit has a great product. I, I feel like Benefit does brows better than anybody else, specifically because of their shade range. That's the trick with brows, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's like finding your right shade because yeah. if, if it's wrong on you, if it looks red and or if it looks, it, you look ridiculous no matter how great the product lasts. Um, and Benefit has such a huge range and they even have like half steps. So they'll have like a one, a 1 1.5, you know, a two, a 2.5. So you can, you will find your shade in that, which is really nice. Um, but they have a brow gel called the Gimme Brow. And it's just a tiny little tube. It looks like a little tiny bit of mascara. And it is so easy to put on your um, eyebrows. And it just absolutely stays on. It's not overly caked. Um, you just basically brush it through your brows and go. And I will tell you, since we have been a little bit more casual, that's one thing I definitely have kind of stepped back on is brows, not doing as much with a brow pencil or brow pomade, but just going to the brow gels. And it's really easy. It looks clean and it really shapes your face. I love that. That's something I'm going to give, give a try to. So brows are still big. What about, are there colors that are really, um, popular right now. I know over the summer we saw a lot of orange lipstick, which yay for the 20 year old beauty bloggers. Um, not everyone looks good in orange lipstick. Let's just be, let's be flat out honest on that one. But are, are there any colors that are really big or any techniques that are, that are cropping up um, in other areas? Right now I'm seeing, I will say it's not specific colors. I, I We definitely went through a very bronzy, orangey phase, very warm toned. Everything seemed to be very warm toned this summer. Um, and I'm seeing it is veering back a little bit more. You're starting to see people get, get more cooler tones out, more of the taupes and more of the silvers and kind of the grays. Um, especially for eyeshadow. Um, but as far as specific colors, I'm not seeing specific colors show up regularly. I do think right now with fall, we're still seeing some of those warmer tones, some of the rusty orange colors, um, and some of those kind of deeper burgundy. Um, I do know, I see some of the, the makeup companies have started to come out with, uh, I know Fenty Beauty recently just came out with, um, mascara that has a tint to it, like mm. a burgundy tint and a, uh, a, like a deep evergreen kind of a color. I think that's also starting to trend. And I've seen some makeup artists doing that recently. Um, I think it might be Smashbox. I'm not positive if that's who the other company that has the, the tinted mascaras, but that I'm seeing as a trend. And, and they're saying kind of doing a neutral eye, but then doing kind of like a lavender um, lashes is, is in. I don't see myself necessarily doing that, but burgundy maybe because I have green eyes and the burgundy would definitely accentuate that. And I think that, that we're starting to see more yeah. subtle, um, colors like that to really just bring out your eye shades and, 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 you know, your undertone and your, um, the, the, the tone of your face. That's kind of a, that's a fun one that everybody can do. You can also, again, pick up a drugstore burgundy mascara. I think I actually had a L'Oreal Voluminous burgundy a few years ago, and it was kind of a nice change. I don't wear black mascara, but from my usual browns, it was just, you know, something fun and different. So love that. Okay. So one thing I wanted to ask you about is changing makeup products and techniques as we age. You know, in terms of clothes, I never want to say women over 30 have to get rid of this or women over 40 have to get rid of that. But there are skin changes and coloring changes that happen as we age. What should we be looking out for and what should we be updating as we take our trips around the sun? Well, definitely your skin is changing. And so your foundation choice might change. Um, if your skin, as you were younger, was more combo or oily, your skin is getting drier. I know mine is. I went from more of a combination skin to more 
now more normal to dry skin. Um, so you definitely have to change the type of foundation that you're using because a really matte foundation is just going to look very cakey and dry on your skin. So you want to lean more towards the you know, luminous or glow or radiant, those type of formulas that have more of a satin finish and don't necessarily dry out your skin. And again, like we talked about before, using too much because of, you know, fine lines and wrinkles, we don't want to put too much of any type of a cream product on those areas because they will settle and accentuate. So I, I definitely think concealer, concealer is a perfect example, actually. Um, Shape Tape is a really popular concealer from Tarte Cosmetics, and it was made popular by a lot of the beauty gurus on YouTube who were young, young girls. And they use this, and it, and it is amazing. It's amazing full coverage. It can bring brightness to your skin. But it is incredibly drying when you are over 40 and if you have any dryness under your eyes. So putting that Shape Tape under your eye, it ages you 10 years. So you need to start changing to go to more of the creamy formula, the radiant formula, the luminous formula. Um, those make a big difference. And, and I think that companies are really starting to see that because like L'Oreal just came out with a line that they're calling their age perfect line. This line is, is geared towards, you know, the 40 and up woman. However, the products are great for anyone. I mean, anybody could use these, especially if you have drier skin, to be honest. Um, they have a great foundation uh, in that line, which is like a serum foundation. It's a little bit more liquidy. It's um, easy to put on, very you know, glowy formula. They have a great concealer in that line. And then they also have some blushes and so forth. But the main, the two main products that I find really are helpful in that are the foundation and the concealer. So you definitely need to think about changing that up as your skin starts to change. What about powders? You talked about translucent powder earlier. And one thing I'm, I've become more afraid of as I've gotten older is powder because it seems to really settle in those fine lines. But I know that it, I mean, it sets your makeup nicely. It gives you a really nice finish. How can you use powder, but not end up looking cracky and cakey and older than you need to? Yeah, that's a great question. Powder can be your friend and it can be your enemy. And um, again, it will settle right into your fine lines and wrinkles. Good translucent powder. I mean, the classic is the Laura Mercier translucent powder, but there's lots more out there that are very similar to that. Um, you want to be very minimal with powder and you only want to put powder where you actually need it. So if you have um, kind of some bigger pores around your nose or around your chin, put some powder there very lightly with a big fluffy powder brush. And you want to go with a very, very light hand with that. And you can always add a little bit more if you feel like you need it, but very light hand. And I definitely think you, you need, just need to be very careful about how much you're putting on. And if you don't need powder somewhere, don't, don't put it. Um, you're seeing companies too changing to a lot more cream products just in general, like blushes, bronzers, contours, all of those are, you see a lot of cream or liquid alternatives. And I advise a lot of women, older women, to, to try those type of products out because they don't settle into your fine lines and wrinkles quite as much. Um, the cream blush game right now is just amazing. Fenty has tons. Um, Patrick Ta just came out with some. I wouldn't be surprised to see NARS do it. They have a liquid version of their um, famous blushes, but um, the, the cream blushes and then also bronzers. Charlotte Tilbury has some wonderful products that are the um, bronzing wand, her contour wand and her blush and highlighting wands that are just the perfect consistency on your skin where they don't settle in to your fine lines and wrinkles, but they highlight and, and give you good definition. Yeah. Highlighting. I have a highlighting powder and then I have a highlighting like wand and a stick. I find the creamier products I can use, but the powder products, especially, you know, if I put it on the top of my cheekbones, kind of where the, the eye skin is, is sort of meeting that it can really settle into those little lines and, you know, yeah, you might look bright and awake, but you also look five years older. So <laughs> no thanks. So when, when you were talking about a liquid blush, is that more like a stain? 
it is sort of so NARS is famous for their orgasm blush, which is just a really pretty pinky, peachy color that really is looks great on any skin tone. I mean, from very, very fair to very, very dark. It's just a beautiful blush. They have a liquid version of that that's in a pump. And you just basically can tap a little on your hand and then tap it directly onto your cheek. It's a beautiful blush, one that I highly recommend for a lot of people. I should give that one a try. I love, I have the orgasm um, lip gloss. I think it's the orgasm too, but I, that's what I wore all spring. It was just such a bright, fun, happy color. Love that. All right. So I feel like women listening to this episode are going to be inspired to try something new. I know I am just from the products you've given us. I want to go try pretty much everything. So women will go to Sephora or Ulta or the mall or even online and then not be able to try anything on. How the heck do we buy makeup that works for us when we can't try it on? I was at Ulta the other day. You can't even touch the sample to see the color like through the tube. You just have to go with that little piece of paper that's sort of taped up below it. How can we be more successful when we are kind of flying blind? Yeah, it's really tricky. I, I'm with you when I, I mean, they tape those products down right onto oh the, yes. you, you're not touching anything. It is very, very tricky. I, I think, um, Right now, we're definitely in a situation where there's just a lot of trial and error, which which is, you know, it does make it kind of tricky for picking things. A lot of the different companies have created a virtual try-on type um, on, their, on their websites or in their app. And I know that Sephora, I mean, especially right now talking about specifically foundation. If you're looking for a foundation shade, I know Sephora has a shade finder where you can put in a previous, you know, foundation that you like, and they'll tell you what, you know, your closest match is and the new foundation that you're interested in. Um, they also have a try on feature as well. Uh, how good those are. I think it's, it's so, so, um, NARS has a, a brand new one. It's relatively new on their website where you can try on their different foundations. And I kind of played with it the other day just to see how effective it was. And it all depended on the lighting, like where, where I was in the house. If I was mm -hmm. in the kitchen, then it told me to get this particular shade. But if I was in the other room, it told me to get a totally different shade. So I don't think any of those virtual products and, or, you know, that they're having people use are that great. Um, that being said, I think looking on their pictures of people, the, the pictures of, of the people that they have on their website can be helpful. I mean, if, if you see somebody who has similar skin tone, similar, you know, hair color, you might be able to get a, a good, idea of which particular eyeshadow might look good or which particular blush might look nice on you. But unfortunately right now, I feel like it's just a trial and error. And not that I discourage going into the store, but really even the people there can't help you very much because they can't play with the product either. And I think a lot of times you get better deals online anyways. And the reason why people would go to the store was to be able to try things. And it's it's amazing. I was at Nordstrom and you literally can cannot even yeah. go close to any of the the little displays. They say, Oh well No, they just like throw, <laughs> you know, you tell them what you want, they just like throw yeah, it at exactly. you. <laughs> exactly. So it's just not very helpful. And I, I don't think we have it down yet where the virtual computer side of it is really that much more helpful. I think it's almost better saying um, if you see somebody who has a pretty blush on and you're like, oh, I like that, ask them, what do you have? On, what color is that? I like that because we're almost more going to get a better idea about what we like from doing that. Yeah. I also think that it's, well, a, a couple of things. First of all, people just have to be re comfortable returning things. And I think that we've never become really comfortable returning makeup. Like, oh my gosh, I've used this foundation and now I can't return it. Yeah, you absolutely can. Yeah. And you know, if we can't try things on, this is just where we're at. Yes, absolutely. And that is that is the benefit of going in because it is easier. But if you bought something from Sephora online, you can take it in anyways or, or Ulta. Ship it right back. Or Ulta. Yeah, but yeah. yes, absolutely. I thought that was the biggest no-no for the longest time. And then I started realizing, no, I don't yeah. want to be stuck with this $38 tube of 
you know, foundation that does not work for my skin and they will take things back. Right. And I feel like the return policy is even better now since we can't test anything out. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they want you to keep buying, but in order to keep buying, you have to f- be able to return. But the other thing I want to say about this is I have been a long advocate of for developing relationships with beauty professionals, mm-hmm. you know, so really not going to a random person every time getting your hair cut or color, getting somebody who knows you, knows your hair, knows your coloring over time and develop that relationship. And same with makeup artists, especially, you know, at counters back when I lived in Virginia, I had years long relationships and I could have walked up to Bobby Brown and said, Hey, I want a new lipstick. And they would just hand me something. And, and because they knew me, and my skin color and all that good stuff, they would know, they'd know Mm -hmm. what to recommend. And, you know, this isn't the time necessarily to start one, but I will say even at our local Ulta, I kind of have a little thing with the Clinique lady who works there Mm -hmm. because she's recommended amazing products every time. She got me hooked on this eye gel, this 96 hour um, hydrating eye gel, which is the best eye product I have ever used, but I needed new foundation. And so I, I went to her and she did not steer me wrong. I wanted a new lip gloss. She didn't steer me wrong on that. So I think in any way you can developing relationships with people that can help you is a good strategy and letting the experts kind of make some choices for you. And, you know, this is not the time to really start it because they can't try things on you, but I'm glad that at least I've had that over time to to fall back on a little bit. I totally agree with that. I think it's great to to have some connection with the people who you see in the in the makeup stores. I also will refer back to YouTube because if you find somebody that you like on YouTube who you have similar skin tones, similar and they're doing I can't tell you how many times, you know, I'll, I'll watch something and be like, "I'm oh my gosh, if she can pull that off, then I bet I can. Yeah. And I guarantee you it's almost every time it works. And so if you find somebody that you really like, that it has a similar style, has a similar, and it, and I find it's interesting because this is talking about your fashion too, and how makeup can enhance that. A lot of times too, what are they wearing? If, if that appeals to you as well, if their fashion style appeals to you, I guarantee you their makeup style will as well. And if you see that they're similar, you know, tone to you and skin tone or hair, they can really steer you towards really good products because they're reviewing so many. Yeah, yeah you're right. I mean, that's what they do for a living. And, um, but you've got to find the right experts for you. Mm-hmm. There's someone I love watching on um, on YouTube, Bailey Sarian. Do you know who she is? Mm, yeah, she's great. She is. So she does these. I'm a total crime, true crime mm-hmm. junkie. I listen to true crime podcasts. And she does this murder and makeup thing. And I she tells like a true crime story and does her makeup. And I just love to watch it. Like it's just entertainment for me. It's so entertaining. She does a great job. It's so entertaining. Yes. I'll link to that in the show notes as well. But um, there are no makeup tips that I can take from these. Yeah. She's not going to be necessarily your your go-to everyday look. Uh, it's very fun and it's creative and it, it definitely hits that creativity button. But um, but you're right. It, you, the ones that I, I'll tell you some, I mentioned Lisa J, Lisa J Makeup. Um, I feel like she's great and she's, you know, I would say maybe she's right under 40, but she just does a great job. Um, For older gals, um, Hot and Flashy, her name is Angie and her channel is called Hot and Flashy. She does amazing makeup for, you know, uh, 50 and up. Um, I also really like... Stephanie Marie, she's another one. There's another girl named Risa Does Makeup. Yeah. I mean, you can, but there's so many. And it's once you find one, then the YouTube algorithm will just suggest other people like that, which is really nice. Yeah, it's smart that way. Yeah. So you really just need to find one that you are like, wow, I really like her style. I like the way she does her makeup. It's not too much. It's not, it's exactly in my comfort zone. Um, and then they'll recommend a lot of other ones. So I did see just in my right hand, like suggested videos or upcoming videos, there was one that said, stop doing, stop doing your concealer like a 20 year old YouTuber. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) 
And I thought, yeah, that's true. Because you watch those and they do that technique called baking. Mm -hmm. Do you want to explain what baking is for those, for those who don't know? Sure. First, when they start with that, they do, basically, it's like an inverted triangle underneath your eye with their concealer. So they, they take it all the way down. So they use quite a bit of product. And a lot of them use that tart shape tape that I was talking about, which is a very, very heavy drying product. Well, and it goes like down really to or below the cheekbone. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then they take a very heavy powder. It's it's not translucent. They typically want a a tint to it. They want more color and it but it's maybe like a banana powder. It's very bright and it's supposed to add brightness under your eyes. It was actually taken from you know, when they would do their makeup for like TV newscasters. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's TV, it's, you know, TV makeup, not everyday makeup. And they take that usually on a beauty blender because on a damp beauty blender and they cake that all underneath the eye and they leave it on. Now you will see them. They'll also do it underneath the jawbone I mean, on jawline. They'll use it and they'll do it underneath the cheekbone. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to add that contrast. It's just basically highlighting the curvatures and helping with the shadows and the contour of your face. But it, it is an extreme look. It is not great. If you have any fine lines or wrinkles on your face, it will just settle right in and it will, it, you will look 85 when you're, you know, 40. So, <laughs> which is probably not the look most women are going for. No. No. And the, and the thing is, the minute you try something like that, you can look in the mirror and be like, oh my gosh, what have I done? I mean, it, it, it just doesn't work. So yeah, that, that, that was definitely my, uh, you've got to change up your concealer definitely as we age. So you mentioned the L'Oreal one. Um, are there any other good concealers for drier skin or fine lines that, that aren't going to make you look older? So NARS has kind of a classic one. It's their Radiant Creamy. And again, those are the words you're looking for, Radiant Creamy. Um, Tarte has one that's called their Creaseless Concealer. It it definitely does crease. I don't know why. I mean, if you've got those lines in there, a lot of times it's going to happen. But it is more creamy. Um, and then one that I'm really enjoying, too, from the drugstore is creamy. from Neutrogena. Yeah. And Neutrogena has a radiant creamy. It's I think it's a dupe of the of the NARS concealer, um, mm. but it's also very very nice. And then another one I I really like too is from Too Faced, and it's you get a huge amount of product in this. And a lot of women like to use this. I've actually recommended this to several women who don't love having any foundation on their face. Um, they have this Born This Way concealer, which um, comes in a bigger container with a doe foot applicator, just like a concealer. But you can actually use that all over your face. It's creamy enough that you could use it just, you know, cover up any imperfections you have and just kind of blend it out. And you don't necessarily have to use a foundation. But that one's very creamy and, and nice under the eyes. Interesting. That might be one to try. Mm-hmm. That might be one to try. All right. I think that we have given our listeners a ton of information to work with and we don't want to overwhelm them. So tell us, Catherine, where can people find you online? Great. Um, yes. Yeah, so I have um, a YouTube channel and it's KZ Beauty Coach. And I would love for them to come over and I have a lot of fun. I do a lot of things that are exactly like what we've just been talking about, how to kind of play with makeup, have fun, but also not look like a clown and look ridiculous. If you have a, you know, a new top that you really want to accentuate, but not look silly. And I also am on Instagram, again, KZ Beauty Coach. Um, And I would love it if you'd like to follow and see what's going on. I I do a um, favorite products every Friday, Friday favorites. I always pick four products that I've been trying out and reviewing, and I share those with you every Friday. And that's really popular with my um, Instagram crowd. They love it and they look forward to it every, every time. And some, it'll be some skincare, some makeup, some high-end, some affordable, just kind of a mix. Love that. Yeah, that's, I found you on Instagram. I think you did the tutorial and you mixed foundation with like a drop of highlighter or something. Was that you? What? Okay. Tell us about that. Cause that was like revolutionary for me. 
So a, a lot of people have the um, Estee Lauder double wear or anything that's like a very kind of high coverage foundation. And what I, I found is that if you can get there and they have them in the drugstore or you can, or high end, there's Charlotte Tilbury has a flawless filter product. NARS is the one I've been using the, that's like, they call it their sheer tent. And it's basically just like a highlighter that's in the same consistency as the foundation. And mixing that, becoming a mixologist with your products is really, really fun. And it's scary at first. People think, no, I can't mix those two together, but you actually can. But taking the um, Estee Lauder Double Wear, which is the full coverage foundation, and adding a little bit of the highlighting, so it and mixing that from there, it takes that heavier foundation and makes it a radiant, luminous, dewy foundation. So you have the staying power of the heavier foundation, but then you have the glow of the the highlight. And it just looks very natural. It's not too much. It kind of gives you that lit from within look. Yeah, I love that. So I have a Bobbi Brown foundation that I bought and I just never liked it from the beginning. I didn't want to go back to the Mall of America and, and exchange mm, it. Yes. And so I just wasn't using it. But then I tried it. I think I have a Benefit um, highlighting liquid. And I just put a little bit of that. It it thinned it out a little bit, but it also made it super wearable because it was really, this this foundation I have is feels a little thick to me and I don't like heavy products on my face. So that was a totally revolutionary tip and a great way to use a product that I wasn't using. So thank you for that one. Oh, good. I'm so glad. I love, it's so much fun to play. It is. It is, you know, and I used to play with makeup a lot. I had a ton of, um, before YouTube, mm -hmm. way back in the day, like makeup tutorial books. Um, I, and I loved it. But over time, and I, I see how women can do this with clothing, it gets gets moved to the back burner. You know, you figure out sure. your quick five-minute face. You do the same thing every day. But even this conversation has reminded me how much I do love makeup. So thank you for that. Now, I want to mention to everyone that you are our Style Circle guest expert for the month of November, which we are super excited about. That means that you'll be doing an individual Q&A in our Facebook group later in the month, and you're doing a few tutorial videos that our members requested. Um, so many women asked for tutorials on how to make your eyes look bigger and brighter and uh you know, really focus on the eyes without a ton of makeup because we're all wearing masks. And apparently lipstick just doesn't matter anymore. Like that's just not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it is all about the eyes right now. It is, you know, you know, the footwear industry is really hurting right now because people are, it really yeah. is. I think in the month of April, I think footwear was down like 75 to 90%. It was tragic. Wow. Yeah. And I, I guess the same kind of thing is probably happening to lipstick because mm -hmm. why bother? It just gets on your mask and it's annoying. So yeah. So we are super duper excited for those videos from you. And if you ladies are listening and you're not part of the style circle, but you would like to come join Catherine for the month of November, get all of the amazing resources that she has put there for us. Um, just head to the show notes for this episode or just our website, youreverydaystyle.com and join the style circle. And you can get all of this real world advice. That's what I'm always looking for is real world advice. Like knowing how to bake your eye, eye concealer, not helpful, not helpful for <laughs> you know, knowing how to do a Bailey Sarian look, not helpful, not helpful at all. So I really, I appreciate your real, real life wisdom. Now, our final question that I like to ask all of my guests is, what would you like our listeners to take away from our conversation today? Are there one or two things that you really want our style sisters to walk away with and really remember? Yes. I think the main thing is don't be scared to play with your makeup and really yeah. figure out what makes you feel like your best self and, and play with it and mix it. And it's okay to, you know, they don't, they don't have to go together. I, I talked to so many women who just think, um, you know, well, I've always used Bobby Brown, so I've got to get everything Bobby Brown. Well, no one company is really the best at every type of product. Um, so finding things, doing some research and then just playing and having fun because it's makeup and you wash it off at the end of the day. So you can always start over and try things and just, and have fun and play and have it be a time where it's just for you. 
I love that. You're right. You do watch it off at the end of the day. And even when you're doing it, if you're like, whoa, that went horribly wrong, <laughs> just take it off right then and start over. You don't have to leave the house in it. But you're right. We all need to play and experiment a little bit more and, and push ourselves a little bit, get out of that style rut. So Catherine, thank you again for your time and sharing your, your expertise and your passion for makeup with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this. Our pleasure. Ladies, have a very stylish week, and I will see you next time. Class is dismissed for today, but the conversation doesn't have to end. Head over to youreverydaystyle.com forward slash podcast for show notes, freebies, and links to connect with me on social media. And if the Everyday Style School podcast is making style easier and more fun for you, it would make my day if you would subscribe to the show, leave a review, and share it with your friends so women everywhere can have more fun with style. I'll see you next time. And until then, stay stylish.